Welcome to All Road 65 Max Radio, where the road ahead gets brighter as we journey toward truth, traveling through our dreams and inspiration into a new reality. It's time, and your ticket is waiting. All aboard All Roads Lead 65 Max with Pamela Henderson. And welcome to BBS Radio, All Road 65 Max Radio, with your host, Pamela L. Henderson. My mission statement, I stand by. To help create a quality of life through social growth, inspiring Jews to become leaders by establishing partnerships with corporations, school district, nonprofits, judicial system, donors, sponsors, volunteers, and the community and abroad. Today's topic, I am going to be discussing giving back to society. One of the main reasons why anyone would love to choose a personalized gift is to allow that personal connection to shine through. A personalized product allows people to materialize their relationships and share a special connection with that someone you cherish. Personalized gifts in the traditional sense are gift items that carry either person's full name, first name, surname, a monogram, or initials on them. Nowadays, the global marketplace offers numerous other ways of personalizing gifts utilizing photos, logos, unique designs, and even hand and foot. In addition to health benefits, volunteering gives people a sense of purpose. The fulfilling feeling of giving back and contributing to society is unparalleled. Giving back is also a great way to get to know your community, and its citizens. When you volunteer, you can meet lots of new people. And that I have. Throughout my life, my personal life, I have gone through many changes, good and not so good. However, I am still moving forward, experiencing life changes in my professional life, that are not unavoidable in the workplace. I call these changes process and growth changes, including failure that has been a positive and negative. The changes that are happening within an organization is planned changes. The way companies are developing new ways of improving their products, team building and technical system upgrading and their delivery regards to employee communication. Ongoing changes are effective in the workplace. It leads to implementing strategic organizational values that give solutions to productivity and the morale changes that are imperative to become core values. 
Now, in my opinion, the measure of great leaders has much less to do with how you define your role. Because we all know that titles don't mean anything. It is more about their actual impact on others. Qualities of a great leader who will have resilience, transparency, and emotional intelligence are the main factors that make a successful leader. Now, engagement is the secret sauce, I say, to people-based businesses and passion for the work, passion for the product, passion for the goals, passion for the successes, and passion for the invitable. <laughs> I call that the invitable twists and turns is the key to widespread engagement. Being able to define and communicate effectively with principles and values to their employees, you need to have the ability to relate to your employees with stance and empathy that enables leaders to address issues faster and with more precision. And it makes them more flexible to respond to an ever-changing business and environment. Without the empathetic trait, it is extremely hard to rally your troops around your vision. My job and role as a leader is to make a meaningful impact by contributing to the good of society, by establishing a strong, diverse culture, providing proper guidance and limits, and supporting the decisions of the subordinates. I feel that great leaders are inquisitive and use strong, open-minded qualities who will create an efficient, productive, and dedicated employees. Wouldn't you think? A leader has many hats to wear throughout the day. By developing a company culture, ensuring that every employee is absolutely on the same page and that the team works together towards a common goal despite any cultural or political differences. I find that very interesting. Foundations and nonprofits already have a challenge to establish credibility and trust. And when I had read about the Alabama Youth Center, the Saving Youth Foundation, it is a nonprofit who was funded millions of dollars. A residential housing facility for troubled youth in Mobile, Alabama. They are being accused of abusing children 
in their care. Even keeping some of them in solitary confinement. In small boxes for weeks. This was reported by Fox 10 News. Very sad. And we're talking about giving back to society. One young girl alleges that she was kept in a tiny isolation cell for 22 days after writing a letter to her mother asking for help. Think about that. They would put you in a in handcuffs and shackles if they felt like they wanted to. That's what she told Fox 10. And sometimes they would strip you down to your bra or underwear and you were in there for 24 hours a day. And you have to ask yourself, this kind of treatment is not what a youth facility for at-risk youth is all about. When I read this article the other day, it just felt like, was this a prison? Did they come up with a name that, that sounds so enlightening? However, it's like this is how they're treated in some jail facilities. This is very heartbreaking to have read that. And when we discuss about giving back to society, there are rules, policies, regulations that we must all follow when we say we are servants of God. And to do not get me wrong, I know sometimes certain things can happen and punishment, hmm, I don't feel that it has to be so harsh. I know it really depends on who you are speaking to when you are dealing with issues and concerns of that individual. But people have to really think about the harsher the punishment the harsher the results you're going to have. And I know that it's important that we staff our organizations with, and especially when you are servicing at-risk youth, and we need to have our counselors and certified psychologists. And that's why it's very important that our mentors are trained properly. That is very important. I am going to take a break and I will be right back to discuss 
giving back to society. Welcome back to BBS Radio All Road 65 Max with your host Pamela L. Henderson. I am discussing today's topic, which I'm very passionate about, and that is giving back to society. And I was just discussing about an article I read about a foundation, the Alabama Youth Center, who has some allegations that has been brought against them. That they were charged with. Saving the Youth Foundation. Located in Alabama, sweet old Alabama. If proven guilty, as stated, in my opinion, they belong on the Charity Watch Hall of Shame. Abuse of power or power harassment is the misuse of authority. To take actions in personal interest that negatively impacts the company and its employees. It is a relative form of workplace bullying, I call it, but specifically conducted by a superior. And I don't believe in that saying, when one person sees something, you turn your head. Monkey see, monkey do. No, that's not right. We all have experienced how our lives have been neglected, yes, neglected, by the Trump administration. And I am overjoyed to know that soon this bad movie adventure will be the thing of the past, along with COVID-19, regards to the abuse of power. A new study finds that when leaders abuse their power, they have to trouble relaxing after work. Yeah, they should. (laughs) And are less likely to feel competent, respected Hmm. in the workplace. Leaders who abuse their power in the workplace cause pain, not just to their victims, but also themselves. Research has found the motivations of the abuser are varied and can include devaluation, envy, personal gain, personal gratification, and psychological projection are just for the sake of their enjoyment of exercising power and control. Controlling abusers use tactics to exert power and control over their victims. Should I go on? 
When young girls enters a youth program, she is bitter, angry, hurt, and confused about who she is with low or no self-esteem. She lacks the confidence to understand how she can take responsibility for herself without feeling judged by peer pressure or by what society feels is her destiny. And that is the biggest problem. People tend to tell you what your destiny is instead of allowing you to present what your destiny is. The system needs to a well the system needs a total restructure, I say. And I know that things are starting to change and I'm looking forward to seeing more. In 2012 when I established my foundation, which is focused to empower girls and young adolescents, I clearly made my voice heard, and that is a definite step towards change. I have shared my business model and with other leaders and executives from even Hollywood and government officials who have either taken a piece of my vision or added to theirs. Who have created programs that are aligned to help the youth to be inspired. And I want to shout out to Supervisor Federal Glover from District 5 in Contra Costa County, who is a phenomenal leader and a politician. And congratulations again. This is his sixth time being voted again as supervisor in District 5. Good for him. I enjoyed being able to help other organizations who are at hard work to efficiently execute to help those in need. It is very important that we all give back to help people within our community and abroad. My next support will be to take my grandson and nephew with me to drop off food as needed also to teach them both how important it is to or no matter where or what you are doing is taking time to help others. I will also continue to support what I am passionate about to help when I can also to help give shine to those who are working such as I implementing and executing when nobody is looking that is dancing amongst the stars it is the small gestures and the little things that gives us hope as we move forward into social growth. And I want to take this time also to shout out SF organization. We have been delivering uh, and dropping off um, food to some of the shelters in San Francisco's uh, Tenderloin 
district and it was an eye opener for my uh my nephew and my grandson and they really enjoyed you know giving back and that is a plus i hope i have put a smile on those who I have shared my resources and given time, such as joining me on my radio show. Having power affects how individuals perceive their attributes, how they evaluate themselves, and how they see themselves independently in relation to others. These effects of power on the self facilitate prompt decision-making and agency, allowing individuals to respond in ways that are self-sufficient. I am going to go back to an interview that I did with one of my mentees. And this was at one of the high schools that I had. Um, went and spoke at in my community at Deer Valley High School and she was just a phenomenal student and a mentee and I'm going to be weird. this is my aha moment with one of my students and how she had managed to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And that's really important for all of us. So let's take this time and um, hear this audio interview, which I did with Aaliyah. Thank you. And Chris Chips, 65 Max Entertainment. Together, we would like to welcome Aaliyah Harris. Aaliyah Thank was born in me. San Francisco, California, and was raised predominantly in Italy until her family moved back to the United States in 2009. Aaliyah is the oldest of six siblings, and they are all girls. Aaliyah is the graduating class of 2020 at Deer Valley High School here in Antioch, California. Again, welcome, Aaliyah. How are you doing today, and how is the family is everyone doing is everyone doing good? I'm good and yeah, everybody's fine. Good. Tell us about Italy. Did you enjoy living there? Any inspiration you can share about the culture and how old were you when you moved back to the United States? It was pretty nice out there, honestly. Um I liked it better than out here. People were um people were more like friendly. Um the whole environment was just really, really nice. Um my schools were too. It wasn't like Deer Valley. Uh, it was very, very different. Um, we moved back out here, yeah, and everything kind of just was different. Like, the people were just really, really different, like, big difference. Like, what do you mean, like, different? Like, personality-wise, was it, like, culture where they were more wise, friendly or? Yeah, I, I feel like it's both because um, all my schools out here, like, all the people were just really, really, like, rude. You know what I mean? You kind of just, like, the whole, the whole vibe is just is very, very different. Like, I got into more fights out here. Oh, okay. 
Okay, yeah, I can understand that. Speaking of that, I had met you at Deer Valley High School in June 2019 when I had given a presentation, and I came to speak to the class you were in, Miss Markle's class called Careers in Children with Children. As you know, my focus is to help other young ladies move forward towards social growth through 65 Max Foundation. That is a girl empowerment training program for at-risk youth. I must say, it was absolutely a pleasure meeting you and other young ladies in the class. What was your experience being in Ms. Markle's class, Aaliyah, and what did you learn being in her class? In Ms. Markle's class, we the, our main um, our main objective was to learn how to um, basically work with kids. Um, since my major was careers um, with children, um, also law, I just figured that like it would be a good class for me to take since I do have lots of siblings. Um, in her classroom, it was really nice, but some of the girls were very um, how can I put it? They were really rude. And it did cause me to get into a few altercations with them verbally because I feel like Miss Marshall might really um, put her foot down in the classroom. She was more so like our friend than our teacher. And I feel like I oh. had intervened sooner than those issues would have happened because they, they, they kept happening. So I just ended up just switching out of the class towards the end of the year. Wow. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, when speaking to the class was an eye-opener especially being girls, because we are emotional jewels who can become either an extrovert of being outgoing, overtly expressive person, or an introvert who closes up and who avoid large groups of people feeling more energized by spending time alone. And and at that time, my observation of you was an extrovert individual. You have a great communication skills and a beautiful smile however there was tension in the class amongst the girls and somewhat segregated did you notice that and was that the norm being in that class for me it was the normal thing being in that class I thought the classroom was separated I had like one friend in um the whole class period um there was my friend um and me and him we were just kind of like we're closed off from everybody else everybody else we're just kind of like I, I feel like because um, people would have problems like already knew who they were going to be friends with, who they were you know, going to talk to, who they were going to sit by. And it's just like Miss Marple had made it to where, like, that was just our normal classroom. So it's like nobody ever talked about it. Nobody ever broke the ice. It was like an elephant in the room the whole year. And it made, you know, problems just get even because, like, if we can't even resolve the issue, then how are we going to move forward with it? You know what I mean? Hmm. So no one never brought that to the teachers attention about all the you know concerns being in that particular class because like I did say I did you know when I was uh, doing my speaking and doing my observation and everything I just noticed that there were uh, tension in the class even though the class was very diverse um, that was a good thing about it however that is the purpose of the foundation because I feel that as girls we tend to be so separated from the norm of how we should be able to make each other feel regardless of our race, creed, color, religion, you know, because we all are beautiful jewels. And that was the part that um, 
is the reasoning why a I came to meeting. speak to the class. Mm-hmm. We yes. have a group meeting where we kind of like talked out all the issues, but it's like, in my opinion, I don't feel like it really worked because she was more so trying to like die down the problem and make everybody the issue. And like half the time it was all just petty arguments that she would never even address them, which again, which made it just like, you know, erupt and cause more of a problem. Oh, that's really too bad. So how are you doing with the COVID-19 and what are your plans now um, graduating? Well, I mean, graduating from home, huh? <laughs> yeah, graduating from home. We're going to have a virtual ceremony pretty soon. Um, mm-hmm. And they're going to see my diploma, finally. Um, I plan on going to LMC and majoring in um, child. Oh, you're kind of like fading in and out. And you did what? And you, you what are can your you hear plans? Me? Yeah, now I can. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I said I plan to become a childhood counselor. I have to get my associate's degree for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's good. Well, I know I am very proud of you. I remember I was telling you when I first met you, we had our little coffee and tea breaks and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, totally um, was really adamant about you graduating because you have a lot to offer other young ladies whom have experienced some of the things that you have experienced and some of the challenges and obstacles that you have gone through and you managed to um, forge through those issues. So how are you feeling now at this in, in this I time feel- of the day? I feel very victorious because, like, these past four years have really been really hard in high school. I, I didn't expect it to be like that, but times when I wanted to, like, contemplate on dropping out of high school, I'm not going to lie. Because it was oh. just, like, so overwhelming. Right. Right. And I hear at Deer Valley High School, they have a high rate of domestic violence as well. I know that a lot of young um, girls that go to the high school tend to make not great choices of some of the things that they do as far as meeting um, boys, young men, I should say. Welcome back All Rose League with your host Pamela Henderson and your boy Chris Chips. We got a special guest, Aaliyah Harris. I'm an inspired artist myself, as you may know. Over the years in the game, I've been putting out a lot of music, you know, and striving to become the next big artist. So if you're out there and you can just go ahead and look up. Welcome. We had a little slight pause there. However, the point that I was making is that any time that we, ha- we are servicing our youth, and we have to recognize the issues. I think that as a leader, or when you're mentoring, teaching, or anything, it's just like with our kids, we know when things are wrong, or we know when something is not right, and we should be aware instead of ignoring And I did discuss a little bit about leadership skills in my last segment. And again, leadership is the result of confidence. 
resilience, knowledge, wisdom, and having the guts to step up to the opportunity. For many of the young girls that All Roads lead 65 Max Foundation help are not learning about these skills. They may be from a broken home where unfortunately they are not receiving support, are homeless, or may even be in juvenile detention centers across the country. For young women, leadership skills begin at home. And I used to always tell my daughter that, but unfortunately, sometimes, you know, they don't listen to the parent. Maybe someone else can help. However, the home is a girl's first exposure to justice and injustice. How she is taught, react, and respond to family dynamics can greatly impact her confidence and her ability to trust herself and others. Young people in today's schools will be the next generation of leaders in the workplace, in our communities, and in their families. Because genuine leadership opportunities support transition in adult, <clears throat> excuse me, in adulthood, foster the skills and character, and to be responsible citizens and promote social and emotional well-being. Understanding the process involved in leading oneself and others enables young people to be confident in the roles and to navigate their own path. I'll be right back. We're going to take a break. Welcome back to BBS Radio, All Road 65 Max, with your host, Pamela L. Henderson. I just wanted to point out a couple of things. I had played that segment, and that was with one of my students whom was really looking forward to becoming an ambassador for the foundation. However, when you're being pulled and tugged in so many directions, you know, as they say, you have to let the butterfly fly. And when it returns, then you know it's meant to be. And I wish her luck because I had mentored her for about five, six months and it was one of the beautiful, most inspiring lessons that either party can share. And that was my point. A mentor can act as a great sense of accountability for any young person to reach their goals and their true potential. They may be held accountable by their teacher 
or homework. But who are they being held accountable for their life choices? And that is very, very important. If they have an unbalanced life with family and at school and work, this can be even more important why we need to have great leadership. And I know with my foundation, it's fairly new and I am learning as well. But I know through some of the obstacles and challenges, harsh punishment, such as the Youth Foundation in Alabama, uh, how they have presented to me was, that's just over, just, that's not right. And like I say, they need to be on the list of um, the shame board. I mean, they really need to um, suffer if that that is how they are conducting their organizations. And, you know, it's just, it's really bad because other nonprofits and foundation who are presenting this type of punishment to others, they are the ones that give other foundations such as mine whom are working towards the goals and making sure that, you know, we follow the guidelines. I mean, you can't take a woosah in the, in the back room or in the office or at home. You know, it's really, really important that sometimes even uh, facilitators, leaders, counselors, um, we all need someone to counsel us as well. We, we, we are not perfect. And that's understandable. And sometimes we may uh, go over the top with certain issues. That's understandable, too. But I would never present my foundation and who I am and what I present in any harsh situations as this particular youth foundation has done. And the reason why... I'm touching bases on this particular organization because I also, even though I am girl empowerment, I still service the youth. And just to hear and to read what had, you know, gone on within this this organization was just really heartfelt. So that is something that we really, really need to take a look at. And if you haven't done so, please follow me. Follow me on my social media, Pamela H. Inspires Jewels on my Instagram. If you would like to join me on a segment, you can visit me, you know, contact me here on BBS Radio All Road 65. I look forward to hearing from you. I have some great interviews coming up for 2021. And hope you can be part of that. I'm looking forward to um, talking about different conversations. Uh, what What is the truth? What's your truth, I should say? 
Also, you want to be a little bit more private. You can also purchase a tier on Patreon.com, All Road 65. And I do have some great gifts. So I'm looking for 2021 to be very prosperous and moving forward, I should say. And I'm going to read the recommendation I had gotten from Aaliyah. As I stated, she I did mentor her. She was a very special jewel, and I hope that she continue to reach her goals. So she had sent this to our office here, and she said, To whom it may concern, I am writing this letter of recommendation in regards to Pamela L. Henderson. I can't put it into enough words to explain how much she has helped and changed my life in a short time since I joined All Road 65 Max Foundation Mentoring Program. She has been mentoring me these past few months, and I can honestly say that I'm very grateful from all she has taught me. My confidence and self-esteem was at its lowest, and I also had trust issues from being let down from other adults who stated they had my best interest. Not only is she an amazing mentor and leader, she has become a great friend as well. Her poise, eloquence, persistency, and her perspicacious attitude are just some of the many qualities I admired the most about her. I was confused and I was emotionally damaged from having a lack of confidence from having family problems. Pamela has gotten me to understand that there is a responsibility I had to acknowledge that has allowed me to accept and to change the outlook on life to having a new perspective of hope and understanding, being a young 18-year-old high school student at Deer Valley High School in Antioch, California, who has dreams and aspirations of becoming an artist. I am a true believer that the Foundation's modules will help other at-risk youth who are lost or who need to have her voice heard by building her customer service skills without being angry or judgmental. I would like to become an ambassador one day for 65 Max Foundation, and my focus is to share my story by helping others to follow the road to 65 Max Foundation. Pamela Henderson, she is truly a sapphire. And that was really, really touching. I really, really appreciated that because it's nothing like when you mentor someone and when you take people underneath your wing and you give them that breath of fresh air of feeling that they're not judged for the things that they have done in the past or they're not judged, period, because of what I see. Because I wouldn't want no one to judge me as well. 
So that was great. That was just one of the recommendations that the foundation has received. And I'm very proud and I hope to continue because this is a journey for me as well. So I'm going to end this on good notes. <laughs> if you would like to become a sponsor or a volunteer, you can contact me through the website at allroads65max.org. I wish everyone to have a prosperous new year for 2021. And I leave you with the quote of the day. Forbearance is a kind gesture that can be the light for someone whose goodness for humanity is never forgotten. And it starts now. Pamela L. Henderson, a true sapphire herself. Until next time, listeners, Merry Christmas and do have a happy new year. Stay safe and warm. Until next time. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to All Roads 65 Max Radio with Pamela Henderson. Join us every other week on Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on BBS Radio Station One. And please visit allroads65max.org and become a volunteer or sponsor and be the change you want to see in this world. With your help, we can make a difference in our society and uplift those who so desperately need our help. Thank you for tuning in.